as I was studying for this message, I, you know, I went and asked Jen, I said, Jen, can, can we just do Elf every week? I, I think that I'd just like to do an Elf series, you know. There's, there, there's so many truths that we can gain from this fun, cute little comedy. But I think that when you look at this story about this character, Buddy, and kind of walk through what's going on in his life, you realize that the same questions that are true to him are the same questions that we ask. They're, they're the same questions that hold us up in our life. And there's two fundamental questions beneath the surface of this fun Christmas comedy. And that is this, who am I and what am I here for? Who am I and what am I here for? And oftentimes, because we don't figure out the answer to those two questions, we let the world decide it for us. And we live our lives insecure and overwhelmed and chasing and and pursuing in a constant effort to become something to please somebody that really doesn't mean a whole lot to our lives. And today I want to talk about, I think, something that a lot of us deal with, and that's overcoming insecurity. Overcoming insecurity. I mean, I mean, anybody deal with insecurity in the room? That's kind of a joke, right? Insecure people are not going to lift their hands about their insecurity, right? All the insecure people are like, hey, I'm not lifting my hand. I'm doing anything, Pastor. You know, like, I don't care what you say. Uh, I, think, I think many of us, and if I'm being real this morning, insecurity is probably one of the greatest weights that I carry. It's one of the things, I think, roadblocks, weights that keeps me oftentimes from living the plan of God in my life. And I think there's many people that can relate to it. But I believe God's word brings so much strength and we'll have fun watching a couple portions of this movie. But look with me, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says this. When it talks about our identity in Christ, it says, you've been chosen by God himself. You are priest of the king. You are holy and pure. You are God's very own. All this so that you may show to others how God called you out of the darkness into his wondrous light, into his wonderful light. Here's what Peter's saying to me and you. He's saying your life doesn't have to be defined by your failures. Your life doesn't have to be defined by the secret sin that nobody knows about. You don't have to live another day wrecked by the pain that you experienced growing up from a mother or father who acted out in a way that caused you deep hurt. For some of us in the room, you're walking through insecurities and weights that, that have you crippled. And Peter writes the word of God over our lives. He says this, don't, don't walk in insecurity because when you know whose you are, you'll know who you are. When you, when you find your identity not in anything this world offers or your identity in what you've been through, but you find your identity in the one who created you, when you know whose you are, you'll know who you are. Your identity is in Christ. And when you know your identity is in Christ, you've been called to live it out so that people can see it in you. And I think that's two of the greatest things that this story deals with is Buddy. He struggles with who am I and what am I here for? And if you're taking notes, I think it's one of the greatest weights in his life and our life is insecurity. Insecurity. We know the story. Buddy is, he's transported to the North Pole. He ends up growing up in the North Pole. But there comes a point in his life where he realizes, I'm growing a little faster than all the other fellas around here. And there comes a point in the movie early on where he's going through some of his elf responsibilities and he realizes that, that I'm not cutting it. And when he begins to 
look at his life based on all the other elves, all he sees are his shortcomings. So let's check out a little bit of Elf. As much as uh, Buddy was accepted by his family and friends, there were a few drawbacks to being a a human in an elf's world. short on today's quota. It's all right, buddy. Just how many extra sketches did you get finished? Come on, buddy, how many? I made, uh, 85. You just say it. I'm the worst toy maker in the world. I'm a cotton-headed ninny muggins. <sighs> no, buddy, you're not a cotton-headed ninny muggins. We all just have different talents. That's all. Seems like everyone else has the same talents except for me. You, you have, you have lots of talents. Uh, special talents, in fact, like um, uh, special talents. Hey, you changed batteries in the smoke detector. You sure did. Triple A's. And in six months, you'll have to check them again. Won't and you're the only baritone in the elf choir. <laughs> you bring us down a whole octave. In a good way. <laughs> See, buddy, you're not a cotton-headed ninny muggins. You're just special. And so, Buddy was sent where the the special elves work. <laughs> <laughs> to you, but you think you can help me pick up the slack on those Etch-a-Sketches? No problem. I appreciate it. Buddy is killing me. I already got Lum Lum and Choo Choo pulling doubles. Quick thinking yesterday with that special talents thing. I feel bad for the guy. Just hope he doesn't get wise. Well, he hasn't figured out he's a human by now. I don't think he ever will. He hasn't figured out he's a human by now. I don't think he ever will. I think they're too small. They're just... special. Insecurity is, 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 is that disease that keeps our world spinning. For, for some of us today, 
You're, you're dealing with insecurities and anxieties in your life that are keeping you from where God wants you to go. What, what is it for you? Maybe fear of failure, fear of what people think. I think so often insecurity is one of the greatest thieves when it comes to the plan of God in our life. I think this definition does it best when it says insecurity is, is the awareness of the gap between who you are and who you want to be. I think the movie illustrates it so well as Buddy recognizes that gap between what all the other elves are and what he is, and you see his world start to spin. When I think about that, it reminds me growing up, everybody, I'm a, I'm a true Floridian. Any, any true Floridians in the room, born and raised Floridians? Come on, we got a handful of us, you New York and Boston people, we love you. Uh, it's all right. But, but, but we're a true Floridian. You, you, know, you know you're a true Floridian when you grew up in one of the houses that you had a Florida room. A Florida room. If, you, if you're not a true Floridian, that was back in the day, the old houses. We, we had a room that was like a glorified porch. It was just, it was built in. It didn't have central AC. You had a little wall unit. And I remember that our Florida room was where we kept, this guy date myself as well, we kept our record player. Oh, come on. That's, that's right. And, and I remember at, at Christmas time, of all times of the year, was when we used the record player the most. There were two albums that my mom loved, and, and we just wore out. Number one was a Carpenter Christmas album. Come on. I mean, you know, and then, and then there was Amy Grant Christmas. Oh, yeah, come, the good stuff. Because the tender Tennessee Christmas is the only Christmas for the Morris family. And, and we would wear those albums out. And, and I remember that the records had an issue because the longer we had those records, it seemed like we would get those things all scratched up. And, and at times, if you weren't careful, that needle as it was playing the song would find its way to a, a scratch or something that was messed up in the record. And so whatever song was planned, it wouldn't go to the next song. No, it would just go back to Tender Tennessee Christmas from 10 a.m. till 10 p.m., all you were hearing was the same song. And I think it's a picture of so many of our lives. Is that, is that oftentimes when insecurity and anxiety gets the best of us, we find ourselves singing the same song. God brings us to the place and God gives us a vision for our life, but we, we meet an obstacle. We, we meet a difficulty. We meet a challenge. Instead of embracing the difficulties and the challenges, we feel like, God, what are you doing? Why am I here? I should give up. And God's saying, man, just on the other side of that, I've got something great for you. Just, just keep playing the record. Just move past your insecurity. Trust me with your life. Man, insecurity, it robs us. But I love what Paul says. Paul says this. He says, my, he says God's speaking to him. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. He says, therefore, I will blow, boast all more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest on me. So I'm not going to find my strength in what good I am or, or, or the difficulties or my shortcomings. No, my strength is in who Jesus is and what he can do through me. Can somebody say amen? I think insecurity is a big one. But the second one that we see in this movie is our identity, is our identity. And I think it's one of the greatest tools of the enemy in our life is to separate us from who God has created us to be. And oftentimes when we find our identity 
and anything but who Jesus is, it leads us down a lonely path. It leads us down a path towards emptiness. Some of us, we found it in our careers, our, our jobs, our, our family, and we're searching for possessions and things to bring a, a, a fulfillment, a peace inside that only God can fill. And we find this in this movie is that at some point, Buddy reaches the place where he realizes, I've got I've, I've to figure out who I am. I've, I've got to figure out who my family is. And so he goes on a search to New York City, makes his way to the Empire State Building to meet his dad. Let's check this out. Looks like a Christmas tree. A reprint. You know how much that's going to cost? Two old pages are missing. The story doesn't make any sense. What, you think some kid's going to notice two pages? I mean, they, all they do is look at pictures. <gasps> Sorry I can't ride with you the rest of the way up, but this is where my dad works. Well, have a good time. Oh, I forgot to give you a hug. Oh, I don't know, Connie. I've never declawed kittens before. How many? Eight? I don't know if I'm going to have time. Well, all right, just bring them by the camp this week and I'll see what I can do. I'm not going to charge you. Just bring them by and I'll see what I can do. Excuse me. I'm here to see a Walter Hobbs. I'm Buddy the Elf. <laughs> you look hilarious. Who sent you? Papa Elf. Papa Elf? Mm -hmm. From the North Pole. From the North Pole? Yes. So you really think we should ship him? No. I think we should take a $30,000 bath... So some kid can understand what happened to a puppy and a friggin' pigeon. Ship him. Yeah. Mr. Hobbs, it's me on the intercom. Go ahead. Yeah, I think someone sent you a Christmas gram. Dad! <laughs> all right, uh, let's get it over with. I walked all day and night to find you. You look like you came from the North Pole. <laughs> exactly where I came from. Santa must have called you. Oh, yeah, sure. He uh, just got off the cell phone with me. He did? So, go on. Uh, go on with what? Well, I, are you going to sing a song or something, or can I just go back to work? A song? Uh, yeah. Anything for you, Dad. Um, I, I'm... I'm here with my dad, and we never met, and he wants me to sing him a song. <laughs> and um, I was adopted, but you didn't know I was born. So I'm here now. I found you, Daddy. And guess what? I love you. I love you. I love you. Wow. That was weird. <laughs> Usually guys just, uh, you know. Put my name in the jingle bells or something. It's me, your son. Susan Wells had me, and, and she didn't tell you. And, 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 but now I'm here. It's me, buddy. Susan Wells. You said Susan Wells? Yes. Who sent this Christmas crown? 
What's a Christmas gram? I want one. I think we should call security. Good idea. I like to whisper too. It's okay, Walter's my father. <laughs> well, your dad's busy right now. Okay, I'll come back later. Yeah, you know, you're not gonna come back for a while, okay? You're gonna go back to Santa Land. Okay! Yeah, why don't you go back to Gimbal's? Here's what I notice, is that when he walks into his dad's office, all his dad can see is the costume. His dad's waiting for the joke, the song, the little jingle, get out of my way, I don't want anything to do with you. All he can see is the surface. He, he can't see his son. And the question I have for you today, nobody's wearing an elf costume this morning, but except the guy out in the courtyard, go grab a picture. What costume are you wearing? What do you have to put on every morning to make yourself feel like you're good enough for the world that you live in? What weight do you feel like you gotta keep carrying around with you because that's the way your life has been labeled? Addict, no good, abused, worrier, fearful, Damaged goods. Some of you today, all you see yourself is, is the self that is circumstantial based on what your life has been through. And God wants to remind you that he sees you the way that he created you. That you're loved. That you're valuable. That's why we love, I love singing that song this morning. Because when you see me, God, you, you don't see what I see in the mirror. You say I am loved. You say I belong. You say I am whole. You, you have a plan and a purpose for my life. So God, help me not to find my identity in what the world says about me. God, help me to find my identity in what you say about me. Can somebody say amen in the room? I, I think some of us, there's somebody in the room today that you've walked around damaged for far too long and you wonder even how do you get back to the place. Let me tell you, turn your attention back to Jesus because he loves you unconditionally. He, hey, your family may have rejected you, but the world may have turned on you. Life may have said you're not good enough. Let me tell you, Jesus didn't create you half good enough. Jesus created you with purpose and a plan for your life. So walk in that today. That is who you are in Jesus. I love what Romans 8, it reminds us of this, that no matter how far we've moved away from our identity, no matter how far we've gone, he says this, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let me just remind you of who you are today. Man, you are loved. There's nothing, man, man, we serve a God that is chasing after us, that loves us unconditionally this morning. So I believe today is a day for overcoming insecurity, for taking off the mask and the costume and walking in the fullness of what God has for us. And if we're gonna do it, I wanna just give us three things. Number one is this, we gotta be ready and willing to step outside our comfort zone. Step outside our comfort zone. And let me just ask you this question that you could reflect on it this morning. What insecurity or fear 
if you let go of it today, would set you free to make a brand new start. Just, just, just take a Selah moment right here and think about it today. What fear or insecurity, if you let go of it this morning, would set you free to make a new start? As we're kicking off the last month of 2018, I believe there's people today that you're dreaming dreams, but insecurity is, a, is getting in the way of you stepping out. And maybe 2019, the year you're just going to go ahead and put it on the calendar. 2019 is the year that you start that business. 2019 is the year that you decide to start that blog and share your heart with the world. 2019 is the year that you write that book. 2019 is the year that you begin a family. I I don't know what it looks like for you. Some of you, you're going to make the decision that next Sunday is the day that, you know what, I've been insecure about getting wet in front of people and going under the water, and next week is the weekend you're going to get baptized. And we're going to hold you under as long as it takes, all right, you know, until we stop seeing bubbles come up, and then, man, whatever it takes. Some of you are going to step outside your comfort zone because you've been trying to get free all by yourself. And the only way to get free, according to James, is to confess your sins and your faults one to another that you may be healed. But it's going to be outside your comfort zone, and you're going to share with somebody who's close to you that you can lean on. Here's what I'm going through. Man, I want to get free in Jesus' name. For, for some of you in the room, you are, your, your, your heart is wrecked by fear. Maybe a job loss, maybe a situation, something in your life. And it seems to just haunt your mind when you go to sleep every night. But today is a day to walk in freedom. Man, not to let fear control us any longer. It makes me think of the story. You probably wouldn't know him by name, but at one point he was a part of a venture that, that I think had a big potential. The guy's name was Ronald Wayne. And Ronald Wayne was a third part owner of a, of a company that kind of went on to be pretty successful. The company was called Apple. Ronald Wayne, in 1976, made a fear-based decision. He was a 10% owner in the company. And at the time, Steve Jobs made a decision to take out a $15,000 loan. And when when he did, Ronald Wayne became overcome with fear that they were never going to be able to pay it back. So in 1976, he sold his 10% share of Apple for $800. Not only did he sell his share, but in addition, he waived his rights to any part of the company for an additional $1,500. This year, Apple became the first trillion-dollar company. A fear-based decision cost Ronald Wayne the opportunity to be worth $100 billion. You think he's got a few regrets in his life, poor guy? (laughs) My gosh. And and I wonder today, what what opportunity stands right in front of us that, that fear is keeping us from stepping out? Fear is robbing us from the joy and the freedom of trusting God. You know, I believe this, when God opens a, a door in front of us, my, my responsibility is not to figure out all the details. My, my opportunity, my responsibility is to walk right through it. And I believe this, God, if you want that door to shut, make sure it slams shut that I know that I know that I know that I'm not supposed to be walking through it. But if it's open, God, 
I'm going to trust you with every detail. I'm going to trust you with every worry, and I'm going to believe that your plan is good for my life, and I'm going to run through that door as fast as I can in Jesus' name. Do you believe it this morning, church? Do you believe it? Man, let's be a people that step outside our comfort zone. I love Joshua. God's reminder to Joshua in chapter 1. Haven't I commanded you? Stop worrying. Stop being afraid. Be strong and courageous. From the Lord your God, and I'm with you wherever you go. Step outside your comfort zone. Number two, focus on others. It's simple, but it's powerful. I think sometimes the reason we deal so much with insecurity is we're so worried about ourselves. I, I love what Pastor Rick Warren, he said, man, stop worrying what people think about you. They're thinking about the same thing you are, themselves. <laughs> Listen, they're focused on the same thing. Stop worrying what they think. But man, what happens when we begin to focus on other people and, 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 and take our attention off ourselves and start directing it toward the things that God is doing in other people? That's what First Thessalonians reminds us in chapter 5. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. That's what I love about Buddy the Elf. I mean, everywhere he goes, he finds something good in somebody he sees. Francisco. I love that name. Francisco. Sarah. Purple dress. Purple. I love the purple dress. He walks into a, a, a coffee shop. Congratulations. You did it. World's greatest coffee. Come on. He's got this innocence about him. And everywhere he's go, he goes, he's finding the good in other people. Let me ask you, are we just so wrapped up in ourselves and worried about ourselves that we can't even see what God is doing in other people around us? You want to get rid of the insecurity and anxiety in your life? Let's stop thinking so much about ourselves and focus on other people and watch the freedom that happens in our life. God, help me to not to turn my attention so much on me and see the people around me. Proverbs 16, look, pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Thirdly and finally, as we wrap up this morning, step outside my comfort zone, focus on other people, and then see myself the way God sees me. See myself the way God sees me. John chapter one says this, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth, resulting with human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. I, I don't know if this message is for everybody, but I know that there's somebody today that you walk through life with the pain of feeling unloved. The pain of wondering why didn't you have a mom or a dad that was there for you at your most vulnerable moments. The pain of separation from people that you've loved and care about and, and, and that hurt constantly attacks your mind. And, and, and the difficult thing about that is, is we, we can't fix the past. But we can walk today in the truth of what God says about us is you are my child. And I love you with an everlasting love. 
And while I can't control the situations of my past and, and fear or worry is not gonna get me anywhere, God, I can trust that you are with me, that you are for me, that I am your child, that you love me, and you have a plan for my life. Can somebody say amen? Amen, amen. Let, let this be a day that we walk in the victory of who we are in Christ, not living as damaged goods, not living in the pain and addiction and fear and, and worry of this life, but living free in Jesus' name. Why don't you just bow your heads as we close today?